0: It is just on half past nine. Now, we know that the Northern Territory Government has released a new 10-year strategy for attendance in the Territory and the plan does aim to boost attendance and also includes a review of the current Northern Territory school funding model. Now, joining me on the line is the Education Minister, Lauren Moss. Good morning to you, Minister.
1: Good morning, Katie. Good morning to your listeners.
0: Now, you have announced the new 10-year engagement strategy this week. Why is this needed?
1: Oh, look, I think, um, the issues around attendance and engagement across the Northern Territory are well known. Um, you know, we do have declining attendance, um, particularly in remote, very remote areas of the Northern Territory. And, um, you know, I think we all know that every single child deserves to be, um, having the very best education every day and going to school every day. And, um, in order to, to do that, we really had to have an honest conversation about the barriers and and what we needed to see and change across the system. So, um, I'm pretty proud of the work that the department's done um, in collaboration and partnership. Uh, with communities across the Northern Territory on this particular strategy. Now I know, uh, as you've touched
0: on there, school attendance, it is such a big issue. It is something which is a concern obviously in remote communities, but also urban areas. Um, You know, one which we hear a lot about, I guess, on this show. People getting in contact with us, saying that there's kids at shopping centres or doing the wrong thing when they should be at school. What are you hoping that this review into the attendance is going to find? Because I suppose you already know that for some kids, they're not turning up and they're not engaged.
1: Yes, I think the most important thing about the strategy is that there will be local implementation plans. So, um, you know, for example, it's going to it will look different here in Darwin, for example, than it might look in a remote community. Um, but the foundations will remain the same. So we've um, we've gone out, we've had uh, lots and lots of conversations with people right across the Northern Territory, and the themes have been um, the same everywhere. You know, we need to strengthen what we're doing around well-being and inclusion in our schools. Um, we need to strengthen our relationships with families and the community and other partners. Um, we need to make sure that we've got the right people in the classroom and we're you know, supporting teachers properly and we really need to make sure that we're fostering a really strong sense of culture and identity amongst all of our students across the Northern Territory. So those foundations will remain the same and I think as we sort of shift and build on that across the Northern Territory uh, we will have a more engaging educational experience for our kids. But I think the most important thing about the strategy for me is um, 26% of the feedback came directly from children and young people and that includes young people in, um, you know, who've experienced education in the detention um, system and young people who have experienced distance education and a whole range of other challenges and, and experiences and that's vital I think to making sure that we're getting this right.
0: And of those 26% of the kids that have taken part in this, I mean why are some of them saying that they're not turning up to school or that they're not engaged?
1: Well, there's there's all the reasons that I think we we know about and we've talked about a lot in terms of, you know, housing and family and domestic violence and a whole range of other things that might be going on for a young person. And, um, you know, we we had uh, some Youth Roundtable members talking about this yesterday and one of them was so eloquent about... um, if you've got to meet the needs of the young person first before you can even start to engage them. And I think that's absolutely right. Um, but, you know, we heard a lot from young people just talking about the fact that they didn't think the learning was relevant to them or or meaningful for them and I think there is a lot of work to be done Um, that's not just about what we do here in the Northern Territory that's about the Australian curriculum as well um, and how we make sure that learning um, is relevant and that young people can actually see uh, what the outcomes are for them um, going through the school system what's actually possible for them Um, so we've got a lot of work to do um, with our partners Um, those partners obviously include Um, organizations like cdu and um, bachelor institute and others Um, but i think we're definitely on the right path here and we really have to embed those voices through the implementation now because that's the that's the big test that's the the biggest bit of work i know
0: that i know that the opposition has said um, that there were only 21 schools that were consulted as part of this Um, is that the case and if so why
1: Look, there were actually, um, I I don't have the exact figure of schools that were consulted uh, off the top of my head. Um, There were around a 1,000 Territorians who were consulted um, as part of this. There were many, many public forums which uh, anybody could attend, which were um, families, uh, land councils, other partners, children, young people for example um, and there was around 50 submissions. So um, actually there's been really significant consultation um, and it hasn't just happened at school level it's happened at community level as well. Um, Yesterday I talked to a large proportion of our educational leaders across the Northern Territory, and I was really pleased with the feedback from uh, from principals and schools saying they can see how they can use this in their school.
0: Now I know that uh, that the government's also commissioned, obviously, the review of the Northern Territory's uh, effective enrolment funding model. So under which that funding is allocated in part based on school attendance rather than enrolment. The model has been labelled as unfair for remote parts of the Northern Territory by some, where attendance obviously fluctuates over the year making it more difficult for some of those schools to um you know to fund sort of re-engagement efforts or plan for some of that classroom resourcing but should a school actually be receiving funding if kids aren't going to school
1: look i think um it's a really complex area as you can imagine katie Um, you know we we have an education budget and we need to make sure that within that education budget we're distributing um, funding as effectively and fairly as possible for for all students and that includes making sure that schools are properly resourced to engage kids who might not be engaging and that goes for urban areas as well as remote areas. So um, I have heard that feedback really strongly. There's been a number of looks at the the funding model. You'd be well aware, Katie, the, the funding model changed quite dramatically in 2015. Yep. Um, the, the former CLP government made a, a big change and, and went to global school budgets. Um, there was a significant amount of money actually removed from the system at that time. Um, and there's been, you know, a lot of energy and work on making changes to that model so that we can actually support schools better Um, but we have to take that feedback seriously Katie and and, um, any change we make will have an impact across the system so it has to be done carefully.
0: Like how will you determine a budget if it's not based on attendance?
1: So the budget at the moment um, there it is a it's a complex model it's based on attendance and enrolment and a number of other factors and there'll be no um, perfect model if you like. I think you know, whatever model you choose, there will be um, some that that will think that we can do things differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can't tell you at this point in time, um, Katie, all I know is I obviously support the work for us to to go away and have a look at whether there is a different way um, that we should be distributing funds. But obviously I want to make sure that we're not disadvantaging um, any schools and we're not disadvantaging um, any locations. And hopefully that this strategy will start to, change the way that we work as a system and and help address some of those issues along the way as well well
0: Well, we do know as well that there was the icac investigation obviously into the and gimby school um was that an example of a school having too much autonomy
1: look i think that's a really interesting question as well um again the move to global school budgets that was the that was one of the big um benefits that was touted at the time was around um greater school autonomy and i think um local decision making and school and community autonomy are absolutely vital Um, but it's also critical in our education system that there is strong accountability um, and also that we're not overburdening schools um, with things that the department should be doing and that they should be absolutely focused on their core job which is educating kids right so um you know, I think that there's a balance that has to be struck, um, and I think that's always a question for every government is whether or not we've got the, the balance right. But um, but the autonomy is really important. Local decision-making is really important, but so is accountability. Yeah. Um, and so is making sure that every single dollar is ending up... Where it's supposed to. ...educating kids, yes. yeah, and... and getting us better outcomes. Well
0: uh, we know that there is also news through today Uh, the opposition spokesperson for education Joe Hersey is out in the paper saying that there's uncertainty for NT schools as there are reportedly as many as 31 principals for schools across the Northern Territory needed for the beginning of the school year next year. Uh, 16 jobs for principals are currently being advertised and 15 are forecast to resign by the end of the year. How many principals uh, as the Education Minister, how many principles are you aware of that we're trying to recruit for the start of next year?
1: Uh, so I do understand uh, that the figures that you've just presented are correct. I think there's um, about 16 being advertised at the moment and there's a, a further um, I think it come, brings it up to about 30 30- positions across the territory um, that will be recruited to by the end of the year. I think it's really important to put some context around this. This is no different Um, we we experience this every year. Um, This isn't an abnormal um, situation and it doesn't mean that that principals are leaving communities or leaving the Northern Territory it can be because a principal's retired, a principal may have been promoted into another position there will be a whole range of reasons and the, the department's got onto recruitment early to make sure that we are in a strong position in 2022 and quite frankly you know um i find it very surprising that uh the CLP have jumped on that um you know this is that they were a government who ripped money out of the system and we actually saw positions lost from um, schools right across the northern territory well
0: and you guys though so are the government who've put a pay freeze in place for those principals. has that
1: had an impact here I have, uh, like last year, um, I certainly haven't had uh, any feedback that that's the case at all. This is a a standard um, process that we go through every year and because the numbers are not that uh, different from last year, at this point in time I'm I'm not um, concerned. I think, you know, we've got a lot of principals in Darwin uh, yesterday and today for the Leaders Summit. They're getting ready for 2022. Um, There's really long term established principles and some amazing new principles coming through um, and I'm actually really excited about the future of our education system and the passion that they have so um, I think next year will be good
0: Minister are there any worries at this point in time that some teachers who are maybe from other states and would usually go home over Christmas um, that they may not be able to come back or they may choose not to come back um, due to that lack of clarity around borders and quarantine we now know obviously that queensland is moving towards allowing people to just have a rapid antigen test and quarantine for 72 hours. That's coming into place uh, in December. But we're still facing two weeks of quarantine, hopefully, from home. Is this going to have an impact?
1: I think it's um, it's really good that we've got that roadmap uh, now and obviously we were one of the first jurisdictions being very clear about that and making sure that we're providing certainty to people, uh, particularly as we come into that Christmas period. Um, as we did last year, we'll continue to monitor the situation. We um, have really good uptake by teachers of our travel register, which is voluntary, um, so that we, you know, if, if there are um, issues in other jurisdictions, we know um where we need to, might need to support teachers in terms of their return. Um, and look, you know, we'll continue to work with, um, the Chief Health Officer as we have done all the way along around any challenges that we, we come up with, uh, along the way. But I think we've got a really clear roadmap. Um, this is, uh, you know, people feel really fortunate to have been here. Um, and the, the collective response to COVID has been so strong and I think, um, you know, people are feeling really fortunate to be in yeah. our schools. Look, they I think
0: they have... are as well, but I think that we're yeah. also facing that bit of a situation right now where with a lot of Territorians, particularly if your family lives interstate, uh, where they're wondering whether they are going to yeah. be able to go home to see family at Christmas time um, due yeah. to uh, the fact that the other states are going to be opening up and we, um, at this point, you know, the roadmap is that we may be able to quarantine from home for two weeks, but that's a very different roadmap to what's happening in other locations.
1: It is, um, but we'll continue to make the, the very best decisions we think we can do um, and that we need to make in, within our context. And obviously our context is very different to the context of, of many other jurisdictions. So um, we will continue to do that. And I think largely um, people have been uh, supportive of that approach. And, um, you know, we'll continue to support teachers. We know it's been tough. It's been a, a really, really tough 18 months for, uh, for lots of Territorians who... Um, you know, are wondering about visiting family interstate, um, and we'll just we'll continue to work work through that. But um, you know, this is the roadmap, and this is about providing certainty to people about what uh, what will be in place in the territory. And uh, I totally support that. Education
0: Minister Lauren Moss, we are going to have to leave it there. Thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me.